the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. The Federal Reserve says the 33 biggest U.S. banks are in strong shape despite the pandemic's economic shocks. According to the Fed, the banks have plenty of capital to cushion them against unexpected losses, and that will enable them to keep lending even under the most economically challenging conditions. The results come from a special second round of stress tests because of damage to the economy from the virus outbreak. Despite top banks having enough capital, regulators decided to maintain restrictions on banks paying out dividends through next March. Greg Clugston, Washington. Workers began packing shipments of the second COVID-19 vaccine authorized in the U.S. early this morning. They've since been put on a truck center heading out across the U.S. Healthcare workers will probably get them first. This is SRN News. Larry Elder wants to present the facts. Mathematicians, statisticians saying that these algorithms are mathematically impossible. Never in the history of this country has someone won both Florida and Ohio and then lost the election. And Trump increases his numbers of black voters, of Hispanic voters, of Asian voters, of women, and he loses. And Donald Trump is not supposed to exhaust every legal option just as you would have done every legal option if the shoe had been on the other foot. Ugly. The Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Good afternoon and Merry Christmas just after 1 o'clock and the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the closer edition with Brad Carlson coming up next year on AM 1280, The Patriot. Always right, we are the Twin Cities home for Intelligent Radio. Glad you're with us. Don't forget about the great big online tuition sweepstakes. We want to cover a year's worth of tuition for a student of any age. We're doing it through Salem Career Hub. All you have to do is sign up to win, and you can do that daily at am1280thepatriot.com through January 5th. Clouds on the increase today, 38 for our high, down to 34 overnight. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Excuse me, hashtag NarnShow. For any comments or questions, as always, we uh, appreciate you tuning in. 
Excuse me while I get a drink of water. I keep uh, voice keeps going, kind of giving out. Consigliere knows what to what to do. <laughs> Honored to have John the Consigliere Bird behind the glass uh, with us today. Thank you for having me back, Brad. Switching up a little bit. That's right. Giving you guys a break. Thank, thank me. What, I had a choice in the matter? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, good to have you here, John. We like to, to mix it up a little bit with the host behind the glass. We've, we've, had, uh, uh, we've had board ops before that weren't interested in engaging so much and say, hey, uh, did I hear your weather forecast correctly? It's, uh, it's going to be sunny today. And the guy would just nod. It's like, okay, <laughs> nodding's not good for radio. So I, I don't know. But, uh, the broadcast school paid off. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Uh, the the board op affirms yes, it's going to be sunny today. But, Got to uh, extract an opinion. That's <laughs> it does make it tough. Uh, luckily, we've had some good ones lately. I think I'm hoping. Oh, we have. Uh, hopefully, they're doing a good job. Yeah. You let me know if that's not the case. No, but. no complaints here. But of course, if that is the case, we'll take that off air. You know, oh, absolutely. We're not going to air personnel uh, dirty laundry. Here. Oh, that's one of our disciplinary <laughs> modes here. You know, <laughs> public public shame, right? No, no, no. <laughs> but uh, it's it's good to be back with you, folks. The last Sunday. Uh, before Christmas Day. I uh, hope you uh, get all your Christmas shopping. And if you haven't, well, that you're scrambling, trying to get it done. Uh, and it's it's always nice when Christmas falls, like on a Friday, because then it, it's a nice, clean break, a three-day week. And then, you know, Christmas Eve, Thursday, Christmas Day, Friday. And then I'm supposed to travel to Los Angeles for work uh, next week. Uh, I leave, I think, Tuesday the 29th. I'm keeping a very close eye on some of the travel restrictions that California's handed down. I know in the Bay Area, they it's a mandatory, once you arrive from outside the state, it's a mandatory 10-day quarantine once you arrive in the Bay Area. Now, if that extends to Southern California, uh, my company's pretty generous, but I don't think they're going to spring for me to stay down in L.A. for 10 days, uh, have room service and all that. Yeah, I don't see that happening. So. Uh, definitely keeping a, a close eye on that. Hey, speaking of COVID restrictions, uh, from the Minneapolis Star Tribune, Minnesota Governor Tim Walz to loosen COVID restrictions on bars, gyms, youth sports. Um, I'm going to read the story, and that's kind of an interesting interpretation of what he had done. Loosened COVID restrictions, I guess, I guess by the letter of the law, okay, maybe, but... Uh, again, this is a story from the Star Tribune. Jeremy Olson and Jesse Van Berkel reporting. Indoor restaurants and bars will stay shut down, but fitness clubs and other venues will reopen under a new plan by Governor Tim Walz to limit the spread of COVID-19 and buy time for distribution of vaccine against the infectious disease. Minnesota's infection rate has been declining since November 11, but Walls said restrictions are needed particularly in group settings that have fueled broader spread of the coronavirus that causes COVID-19. This is a killer virus that we've learned much about and have a lot of tools to fight, Walls said on Wednesday, but we've got a little left to fight. The new order, which will take effect at midnight Saturday, which was uh, 11.59 p.m. Friday evening, so this past week, this past Saturday, I should say, yesterday, Uh, and last until January 11, replaces a four-week closure of bars, restaurants, fitness clubs, and entertainment values. It allows gyms to open with caps of 100 people or 25% capacity, amateur sports to resume practices but not games on January 4, and gatherings of up to 10 people from two households indoors or up to 15 people from three households outdoors. Uh, we live in Minnesota, right? 
and outdoors in December. Uh, okay, I'll get back to that in a little bit. Uh, the prior pause discouraged gatherings outside of immediate household members. Indoor entertainment va- venues such as theaters and museums remain closed through January 10, but outdoor events can continue at 25% capacity capped at 100 people. Now, here is, um, here, here's kind of one of the key aspects of the story I wanted to focus on. One concession, and again, we're on radio, so doing a concession with scare quotes, you know, like that, that's not conducive to radio. One concession was the allowance of outdoor bar and restaurant service at 50% capacity, though that limited, that has limited benefit in the heart of Minnesota's winter. Gee, you think? Uh, closing time must be 10 p.m. and tables of no more than four people must be kept six feet apart. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I first read that, all I could think of is Jack Nicholson in The Shining at the end when he's running through that outdoor maze and he gets lost in the maze and ends up being frozen stiff the next morning and there he is just completely frozen over. That's when I think that's what I think of when we're quote unquote allowed to in- indulge in outdoor dining. And of course the obvious question was asked of one of Governor Walz's uh, commissioners, I forget which one answered this question, but he was asked, uh, outdoor restaurant, you know, some outdoor restaurant uh, seat service. Um, so does that mean like a tent outdoors or, or what are you talking about here? And the guy clarified, it says, yeah, it could be under like an, an igloo type structure or a tent, but two sides have to be completely wide open. So if it's going to be a tent, basically two sides have to be, you know, open air. Uh, I got, I, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words at that one. How I'll applaud the ingenuity of any restaurant in our hometown that does that. In fact, it, I'll, we'll, my wife and I will go visit. We're, we're hardy Minnesotans and we can, we can make it happen. And, you know, the good news is it hasn't been terribly cold. It's been in the 20s and 30s for the better part of the past few weeks. Heck, we've even touched 40-plus degrees, and there hasn't been a lot of snow. So, you know, if you're, if you're allowed to even have a little space heater, you, you could make that work. You could. I, I can't say I'm real interested in doing that, but I see it's possible. And uh, there's another meme that's kind of been floating around. Has anyone, have you ever seen the, uh, that Pawn Stars meme? where the guy's kind of leaning over the counter is like, you know, best I can do for such and such, you know, uh, someone's trying to sell him something at a pawn store. Well, a buddy of mine on Twitter, you know, put something out there. He says, uh, Minnesotans are saying, can we eat and drink inside, though? It's December in Minnesota. And he has the Pawn Stars guy leaning over the counter says, with Tim Walls' head superimposed on the Pawn Stars guy. He says, best I can do is frostbite. So <laughs> there you okay. have it. Yeah, that's that, that's not going to work too well. Uh Look, uh, if there are Minnesotans hardy enough to dine outdoors in in freaking December, would it would it you know just as kind of a digression? Would it be on be beyond the Walls administration to demagogue climate change by showing people being able to eat outdoors in December? Oh, look at that! Being outdoors in December, ah, that's uh, it's way too warm for that. I mean, some climate change, boy, we're going to have to uh, start addressing these climate change initiatives coming up the next legislative session. You think that would be beyond them? I, I, I don't think it will. So, uh, that that's why the Star Tribune 
talking about loosening restrictions on restaurants and bars. Means why you can dine outdoors. It's December in Minnesota. So yeah, technically you are loosening restrictions. But who is going to want to sit outside? I mean, I'm looking at at the uh, weather forecast coming up. I think on Christmas Eve it's going to be in the the single digits. Maybe even touch below zero. Yeah, uh, Thursday, Christmas Eve, we're going to have a high of about 10 degrees. You know, so, uh, you know, uh, looking ahead, it could be mid mid to upper 30s, 40 degrees on Tuesday. Heck, you know, I, I might be open to it because I believe in supporting our small businesses that much. And, boy, they need our... They they need our support now more than ever. If if you and I know I've talked about this before. If you live near a restaurant or bar, particularly you know you know not necessarily chain ones, although nothing against the chain restaurants either. They need you know they've got owners and managers that need to feed their families too. I'm not discounting that. But if you've got family restaurants and whatnot in your area, do what you can to help them out. If it means buying gift certificates, gift cards. Um, like I say, my wife and I have committed once per week uh, to ordering takeout from our favorite establishments up where we live in in Ramsey, and uh, you know, and it's and it's great for us too because it gives us an excuse to not have to cook one night a week. So it's 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 advantageous for us. Seriously, this is what you need to do because there are restaurants and bars that are hardest hit by all this, and some have committed to openly defying the governor's latest order, basically saying, look, we have done everything you've asked us to do from putting up plexiglass between some of the tables and booths to the sanitation and uh, all over our restaurants, uh, limiting capacity, staying physically distanced. And according to the data, the majority of outbreaks have not been in bars and restaurants. All the government officials are citing as well it has the potential to do it. But but if you look at the data, the vast majority have come from these small gatherings in, in homes where there's, say, 10 to 15 people, but they maybe represent four to five households, sometimes more. And that's where that's where it's caused, a lot of the majority of the outbreaks. So when the governor says, well, we're, we're, we're following the science here, we've got to do this because of the outbreaks, well, if it's, if it's definitive outbreaks instead of potential for outbreaks, then bars and restaurants should be allowed to continue to, to press on because it sounds like they're taking the necessary precautions. But then the problem is you get some establishments, and I'm going to address that the next segment, that are maybe kind of flouting these rules a little bit and openly doing so, and in, and in part hurting the ability for others to maybe open up a little quick. And again, we'll get to that. And Governor, uh, or excuse me, Attorney General Ellison looking to sue some of these establishments that have opened up defying the governor's orders. 651-289-4488, that is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. It's hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Uh, We were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at Radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free Radio.com app. 
What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Because when you find the perfect home, you don't want to lose it to anybody else. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers and their agents greater confidence in you. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this. What can help you buy the home you really want? Rocket can. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. That's rocketmortgage.com or call 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information appraisal and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-218-9520-800-218-9520-800-218-9520. That's 800-218-9520. Step into hunting season with Red Wing Shoes. We feature quality and long-lasting Irish Setter hunting boots. Our insulated and waterproof hunting footwear will help keep you warm and dry in the stand this fall. Social distancing and cleaning frequently. Our friendly fit experts are available to help find the right boot for your hunting needs. Stop into our stores in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, or St. Cloud. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. Hear the top voices in conservative radio on your Amazon smart speaker. Now streaming AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Just ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis. That's play The Patriot Minneapolis. Welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thank you so much for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at NarnShow. That's hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. Continuing talking COVID-19 here in Minnesota. This is a story from Alpha News. Attorney General Keith Ellison announced that he will hold accountable restaurants and bars that are opening for dine-in service this week in violation of the governor's orders. Ellison released a statement regarding Governor Tim Wall's Executive Order 20-99, which orders a four-week dial back to slow the spread of COVID-19. Ellison said in response to the dozens of Minnesota businesses violating the order, my job and my duty is to protect Minnesotans. People like to ask, what is Attorney General going to do? What they should be asking is, what is the coronavirus going to do? He stated that COVID-19 does not care who you are or where you live. You're not immune from it, and your loved ones aren't either. 
To those few businesses that are choosing to openly violate the executive order, I say this is the wrong way to go. I don't enjoy using the enforcement tools I have. (laughs) Yeah, whatever, Keith. Yeah, sure you don't. Uh, I don't enjoy using the enforcement tools I have, but I will use them to hold violators accountable and keep Minnesotans safe, said Allison. He thanked those businesses that are complying and deemed them undeserving of unfair competition from those who are not doing their part. Ellison's statement claims that in only a small handful of instances has his office found an establishment to be open in violation of the the governor's orders. They are working with the state and law enforcement to gather evidence of violations of the executive order and will actively pursue enforcement actions where violations have taken place. Okay, uh, this is um, obviously maybe in response to the, there was an establishment in um, Lakeville that, uh, I forget the name of it, doesn't really matter, but they opened up and said, enough of this, we've done everything that has been asked of us to open safely, maintain physically distancing, operating below capacity, but uh, take out curbside pickup, gift certificates, all great. We appreciate the support. It's not enough. Can't keep us afloat. And obviously you're getting a lot of people saying that the government has no right to impose its will on a private business like, uh, like that. And you're getting a lot of arguments back and forth. And, and the problem is this whole COVID-19 pandemic in and of itself has been politicized from day one. Obviously, you have your right of center, conservative, liber- those of the conservative libertarian bent who are making that very stance, taking that very stance in that government does not have a right to inhibit on one's exercise, exercising a free enterprise in the capitalist system, which is what our economic system is. Whereas you have, uh, you know, people on the left side saying that uh, government is doing this to you know, keep people safe. This is a virus from which no one has immunity, and it's all fine and good whether you want to take a risk, put your own health at risk. But the problem is, your rights end when you're infringing upon someone else's rights. I mean, if you take the tactic, I'm willing to go out there and risk getting COVID. I'm a healthy, strapping individual. I can survive this. I can get through this, and it's all good. And if I do get it, then that's at least several months before there's even a chance I may get it again. You know, again, there's still studies on that. But indications are if you get COVID-19 and recover, uh, it's at least four months. Some say some study, Some studies say six months before you, there's even a risk you may get it again. And I understand all sides of this. And I consider myself an unabashed capitalist. And I admire those who take a risk to strike out and open a business of their own and, and succeed with it only to have government come down on it. But I also understand the other side, and, it's, and it is a libertarian position, when you say, your rights end when you're infringing upon mine. You can you can say you want to take all the necessary risks you want, but unfortunately, if you you could unknowingly get this virus transmitted onto you, 
and easily spread it to someone else, and you may not even know it because you're asymptomatic. So this is this is where I genuinely struggle with this. Um, m- me personally, I'm making the choice not to go to anywhere where there's crowded spaces. I mean, I've made I've taken this stance literally from day one in that I have a mother who I'd like to see as often as I can. You know, she lives down in St. Paul. I don't see her, but maybe once, twice a month. And if I'm going to do that, I have to take all the necessary precautions ahead of time not to be in a position where I could catch COVID. And one of those is being in a in a crowded space. I mean, on the rare occasion, I, I do leave my house, whether it's to go to the uh, gas station or to go to a grocery store or what have you. I'm always very cognizant of my surroundings. I've been wearing a mask whenever I go out in public since April. Mask mandate wasn't handed down to July. So I'm, I'm ta- what I'm saying is I'm taking this very seriously. And that's not my tactic to get around people uh, in crowds, in, in big crowds. The problem is, there's a lot of layers to this. The problem is, is that the, the, these bars and restaurants feel like it's selective enforcement and then it's picking winners and losers. Because and I've and I've been harping on this since well obviously over the summer when you had these huge crush of social justice protests taking place where the government at best ignored them completely and at worst sanctioned them despite the fact there was no physical distancing and middling mask usage. So there's that aspect of it. There's also been the aspect where it started out as like, okay, we have to do this hardcore shelter-in-place shutdown for two weeks uh, to flatten the curve because, look, no one has immunity from this virus. It's a, it's a pretty good chance a lot of people are going to get it, but we don't want everybody to get it at once. So we need to shelter-in-place, flatten the curve, so that the health system isn't overwhelmed. And of course the, the kind of the running uh, theme has been, well, we're in day number 270 of 15 days to, to flatten the curve, you know, cause people keep referring back to that. And it was a mistake, I think for it to be phrased like that. Another mistake that the government has made is there wasn't a lot of transparency. They were citing a model where they were never really transparent about where the data was coming from or which model they were citing, because Back in March or April, the governor had said that it was with 95% certainty. Minnesota, by July, when they when they did go with an official mask mandate, by July, there would be 20,000 deaths and ICU beds were going to be in crisis. And that's with masking and, and mitigation and uh, social distancing. Well, as of July, there was only about 1,500 COVID deaths. And 75 to 80% of those were from long-term care facilities, and that was also due to government ineptitude. That whole saga. So I, I here, here's my thing. I'm not going to pig pile on Governor Walls, you know, especially the people who are doing the, oh, the Timmy the Tyrant or... Tim Jong-un or other, uh, you know, nonsensical names or calling them. If, if that's the tactic you're taking, I dismiss you completely because I'm not interested in that. This idea that Governor Walls is deliberately shutting down businesses 
to inflict pain and harm against those who are unabashed capitalists and probably have different political views than he is, is silly. It is. Do I think that his some of his decisions have not been based in science like he's claiming? Yes, and that's a fair argument to have. In fact, God bless some of our media members have pushed back on him and say, Governor, you're, you're, you're talking about, you know, like last, I think last summer, one of the mandates was to allow bars and restaurants to open up at 25% capacity or, you know, 50 people, but yet churches could not have any more than 10 people. And it's like, well, wait a minute. They're, technically, the St. Paul Cathedral is a church. 10 people in there it would look like there's nobody in there. You know? So those are all fair game. But the problem is that the tactic taken early on I think was that of these heavy-handed mandates where if people were just given the information and saying and saying look this is what has to happen you have to operate your establishment at x percent capacity or x number of people whichever is smaller in order to slow down the spread but if you don't do this unfortunately we're going to have to implement mandates to ensure that this happened but you see that didn't happen they just boom went with mandates right away See, in our, in our particular political system, economic system, it's built for government to advise us and protect us, okay? But their idea of protecting us actually is doing more harm and good. There's a lot of collateral damage that I don't think there's an appreciation for, particularly all the days and weeks and months of isolation that is really wearing on, on people's mental health. This is a thing that I don't think they have a, a deep appreciation for. So I don't I, I'm not here to claim that there's any simple solution. And those who criticize, you know, people who criticize Governor Walls say, well, 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 well what, what's your plan? It's easy to yell from the peanut gallery. Well, well we're telling you what our what our plan would should have been and would be. But that but that's just dismissed out of hand. So we'll we'll, we'll talk a little bit more on this. And Steve is in Stillwater. He's on line one. Steve, is there, if there's any way you can hold during the break, I promise I'll take your call and we come back immediately from this break. And we'll also take other phone calls, 651-289-4488. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. The Patriot Freedom Fan Club and New American Funding want to pay your mortgage next year. This is Tom Matiney from New American Funding, and I'm excited to be the sponsor of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. If you win, we'll pay your mortgage or rent for all of next year. That's extra money to take your family on vacation, put in a pool, or to help a friend in need. Enter once a day from now through December 20th at am1280thepatriot.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle from the Patriot Freedom Fan Club and me, Tom Matiney, at New American Funding. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. 
That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Ryan with My Three Quotes. As you may already know, my company is the only free service of its kind that provides you with detailed competitive quotes on window, siding, and roofing installs from multiple local contractors after just one short meeting with me. I really wanted to thank all the Patriot listeners who worked with me to improve their homes this year. Some of you have already received big-name window quotes and saved thousands of dollars through My Three Quotes. I cannot stress enough to call me if you had a window bid that nearly gave you a heart attack. With the best pricing in the Twin Cities and zero pressure, we'll get that heart rate back to normal. For roofing, I can use satellite imaging and measurements to get you three competing quotes, whether it's storm damage or just an upgrade. Don't wait. Winter is the time to have me check it out, making sure we secure a spring installation date. Windows and siding, however, are installed all winter long, typically saving my clients even more money. So set an appointment today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. I was strung out on heroin and I laid out flat on the side road and I waited for a car to run me over. Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge has saved my life and I get to start over, I get a second chance. You are not alone and you can take the first step towards freedom from addiction by calling Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge at 612-FREEDOM or you can text MNTC to 900-900 or go online to mntc.org slash not alone. Welcome back, Game 12 of the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. As always, we... Appreciate you tuning in, as promised. We do want to get to Steve's call. Steve is in Stillwater. He is on line one. Steve, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks for your patience. Thank you. Thank you, actually. Uh, my wife and I, we voted in Baytown okay. Township. And, and when we were in line, the guy in front of us went up to get his ballot, and the person behind the counter said, you already voted absentee. The guy said, no, I didn't. And, uh, oh, you didn't? Well, okay, here's another ballot. So this stuff was going on across the country. It was uh, it was just protocol. It was anything to get Trump out. I suppose maybe. Uh, sorry, Steve. Pa- Steve, I apologize for that. You're breaking up. We'll have to let Steve. Oh go dang it! Oh, Steve, you there? Oh, you're you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, How sorry about this? that. I can hear you. Yep, thank you. Okay, so the survival rate is 99.7 percent, approximately. Yep. A lot of doctors, if they would administer that chloroquine or whatever it was, as soon as people start to feel under the weather, they'd recover without being hospitalized. I mean, everything's trumped up on this no pun uh, this uh, this exaggerated epidemic. You're out of your mind if you let them vaccinate you. Um, I just the the survival rate's too high. It's people like Walls 
He's an army deserter. What do you mean don't pile on walls? He's, he's a pile of dog defecation. He deserted when his unit got shipped out. Yeah, thanks for the call, Steve. Look, yeah, um, if you want to if you want to pile on him about you know what he did before he got in the governor's office, that's you know that's certainly you're right. I'm just saying I'm not going to pile on him for the decisions that he's making regarding this because a lot of people insinuate that he's looking to inflict as much pain on his on, as possible on these business owners. Uh, to which I say, well, uh, then that's less money coming in to pay for all these pet projects that the the progressives want. And when you have a multi-billion-dollar deficit like they're f- probably going to face this budget year, 2021, um, there really is only going to be one tactic, and that's to try to, to cut spending, which progressives are loath to do. So you're kind of putting them behind the eight ball when they have this lack of revenue. So, look, my my thing is criticize his decisions because when he talks about, well, they're based in science, but some of these decisions clearly are not based in science. I referred to one of his executive orders uh, this past summer where he was limiting church capacity to like 10 people. When you have churches that like can have uh, many thousands, you know, like the church my wife and I attend, I think seating capacity is 4,000. You're talking 25, 25 people in a, in a, in a you know, that congregation like that? It'd be like no one was there. And thankfully that got adjusted when the Catholic Church vowed to to rebel, and that would be a pretty bad look if the government went after the Catholic Church for practicing their First Amendment rights, when, on the other hand, they basically turned a blind eye to these social justice protests where there was you know, no uh, no social distancing and, and rare mask usage. So, but thanks, Steve. Appreciate the, uh, appreciate the call. Look, uh, like I've said many times, This is, you know, people saying that Tim Walls is overstepping his authority. Well, by the letter of the law, he's not. That's the thing. And he has to get these, and the only way to have these powers taken away is for the legislature to vote to take them away. Obviously, the Republican-controlled Senate has done so every month, the past seven months, when they've called special sessions, but the DFL-led House hasn't. And and they're not going to. And the DFL-led House is basically abdicating the responsibility. And like I say, what, what, what I was starting to build upon last segment was the government's role should be to use its Department uh, of Health and giving us the best possible information, saying, look, this is what needs to happen in order to inhibit the spread, because this virus is very real. I get it. There's 99% survivability rate. That, that's all. That's true. But what about those who get it? Those who get it there has been some evidence of some permanent damage as a result. So, yeah, they survived, but are they really living the same quality of life they were living before they uh, got the virus? So that's another thing we need to look at, too. And, and I understand, look, I understand it's just like, oh, it's 99% survivability rate. I'm willing to go out there and take my chances. Yeah, but again, the problem is, is that you could get this virus and be asymptomatic, not know you have this virus, and then you're walking around all carefree and easily transmit it to somebody else, and they're going to have a much more adverse reaction to the point where it's where it's even death. So you say 99%, 7% survivability rate. I get that, but when you look at raw numbers, it's over 300,000 in the United States that have, that have died. Okay? So... That's the thing. That's the thing that we have to take into account as well. And so, my point of bringing this up is, you had this uh, restaurant down in Lakeville that had indicated 
or that had uh, shown that they were going to uh, open up. They po- Some even posted pictures on Facebook saying, we're open for business, we're open for business. It was people crushed together, not a lot of... Not a lot of people wearing masks, and as a result, uh, that was one of the businesses that was cited for fines, may risk losing their business license, operating license, what have you. And again, I'm not, I'm not a, a big fan of, of a government shutting down businesses that way. However, you do have some businesses that were willing to follow along to these government edicts to, to open up. And again, people are going to chide me with that. It's like, Oh, well, yeah, yeah, you're going to just uh, bow down to the heavy hand of, of government, bow down at the throw of government, say, you know, thank you, may I have another for these for these edicts. Well, again, this is the this is the situation we find ourselves in, is businesses are wanting to open back up, and they know that by flouting these mandates, that's not going to expedite matters. And like I say, from day one, where the government... I thought made its grave error is, again, not using its health department and all its resources to inform us and saying this is what has to happen in order to stop the spread. We're not, we can't tell you, you know, we, we're, not, we're not monarchs. We can't tell you how to live your lives. We understand we're in a free society. But if you do go out, this is what has to happen. Mask wearing is merely a mitigating factor. The key distinction is social distancing, remaining six feet apart. And if that's the case, then these restaurants can't be at full capacity. They have to be at X percent capacity. And you who own these restaurants, certainly you don't want people's grave illnesses, even deaths on your hands. You have to ensure that that's followed. And if there's these huge outbreaks because people can't follow these recommendations, and again, they would have they should have been recommendations, not mandates, then they could come in and say, We'll have to mandate this. Am I still a fan of mandates? No. But unfortunately, there are going to be some people who would even defy these recommendations. So, you know, for those who are thinking that I'm a supporter of these heavy-handed government mandates, I'm not at all. At all. But again, I get back to my original point. The fact that Governor Walls is doing this with malice uh, I don't. I don't see any evidence of that. Have, have there been some? Has there been incompetence shown? I think there has. And again, that's the that's the line of argument I'm always willing to take and show my work, show incompetence. But this idea that he is wanting to crush people's businesses out of out of out of pure malice, um, again, I, I don't. I don't see that that's the case. Now, again, there has there been selective enforcement, you know, between. The poor handling of the of the social justice protests that took place over the summer, as opposed to how he's handled uh, places of worship and bars and restaurants. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. It, I think it's definitely been uh, picking winners and losers there. But the idea there's malice behind it. I'm just I, I'm just not willing to buy that. Uh, we do have a, another break coming up in a couple of minutes. But we do want to get to Bob's call. Bob is in Shoreview. He's on line one. Bob, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you saw the news last night, but up in Anoka, there was a restaurant and bar that was open. And the people were out there in the dark, in the cold, and they were gathered around um, a, either a barrel or some pit with a fire burning. I don't know if it was the wooden furniture that they're not using inside the establishment, but uh, they look like, you know, a bunch of homeless people. And uh, 
maybe we're being prepared for the new reality of homelessness and poverty. But my question is, once you get vaccinated, are you still able to be a carrier of COVID to other people, even though you don't catch it? Yeah, great question, Bob. I'm not 100% sure of the science on that. I know that the um, initial recommendations, at least what I've heard, is once you get the vaccine, is still um, take the necessary precautions with you know wearing a mask, maybe being physically distanced. Uh, and then uh, I don't know if they're recommending that people get tested regularly. Uh, that's a great question. Um, the short answer is I don't know. I don't know. That's a great question I, because, you know, like with this COVID, uh, COVID-19 itself, there's been a lot of uh, different opinions from so-called experts and who's an expert these days, right? Some say, well, you have to continue wearing a mask and physically distance even after you get the vaccine. Well, then how do you know it works? You know, uh, if, if, you, if you don't, if, if you aren't exposed to someone who, who gets COVID, right? Uh, and then some have said, yeah, you have uh, you have immunity from COVID. And obviously, if you don't get COVID, then you can't uh, transmit it to someone else. But how long does that immunity last? You know, six months, a year? Is this going to be like where where you have to get, uh, uh, you know, like a flu shot every year? I, you know, I, I don't know. That's that's all great questions, Bob. I'm still I, I know the uh, Center for Disease Control's website uh, has been a great resource and has uh, basically had, I think it was a frequently asked questions section where it kind of goes through all these questions, and it probably answers that very one because I'm sure people have concerns about that. But I appreciate the call, Bob. That's something that I, that, uh, I don't know for sure, and uh, because I'm not obviously in line to get a vaccine anytime soon because obviously frontline workers and our most vulnerable uh, are kind of have the priority initially, and I'm pretty much way down the list. So as a result, I really haven't studied uh, that aspect of it. So I'm just continuing to maintain my distance and and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, Jeff, definitely check out the Center for Disease Control's website, and I'm sure uh, it'll indicate uh, on there what the situation is with that. So we appreciate the call. Uh, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. I'm so AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Hear the soundtrack of the season at thefishtwincities.com. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Christmas classics and contemporary favorites brought to you all season long by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. 
Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Are you sick and tired of fake news and half-truths? Hi, Alex Hartman here of REMAX Results. If you're considering selling a property this fall, please listen closely. The market is hot. Inventory is low. That's all real and factual news. But beware, in today's world, fake news would have you believe you have to hire a big real estate team to sell your house. What they don't tell you is that they may pawn you off on a new rookie agent selling their very first home, or worse yet, a part-timer. The fact is, most people would prefer to work with a proven real estate agent who understands both the marketplace and their needs and will see their transaction through from start to finish. That is what I am, and that's what I do. When you call me, Alex Hartman, you get me and my proven track record of results. So if you like the idea of working with a like-minded Patriot listener, please give me a call for a free market analysis. Call me directly at 651-334-5000. That's 651-334-5000. Or go to resultsbyalex.com. Wearing a mask. It's not just about protecting yourself. It's about protecting the ones around you. Your loved ones. Your neighbors. Your community. Yes, it can be a little uncomfortable. And yes, it's a look we're not used to. But these are minor inconveniences that will have a major impact on overcoming COVID for the good of us all. So stay safe and mask up, Minnesota. Not just for you, for everyone around you. Brought to you by the state of Minnesota. AM 1280, The Patriot and iHeartRadio. They go together like stars and stripes. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. Feel free to weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we do have a, uh, do have a tweet uh, that... Uh, Patrick sent. He says, I like listening to Sunday's show. I like uh, I liked you to comment on why casinos and their restaurants can be open. Also, what if the government's mandate applied to radio stations operating? I think, now, John, you probably know better than this. Aren't radio stations considered like essential news? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, for example, outlets? there's the emergency alert system. They rely on radio stations to be open in times where there's emergencies. To okay. To be able to alert people, break in on uh, breaking on whatever's going on on air to alert people of emergencies, things that need to be uh, conveyed to the public. So yeah, we're part of the, we're part of that. And yeah, I, I for the first lockdowns, I had a, a pass that they provided for okay. essential. And it's not everybody here. Your it's not papers, like, please. I got, had yeah. my papers, my papieren, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it's uh, it wasn't everybody <clears throat> for the first uh, shutdown where everything was locked down back last spring. It was uh, consistently three of us in the building, including right. an engineer. And our ops manager Lee Michaels, who's a familiar voice, and, and I do, yeah, and I do want to inter- uh, address this other aspect of this. Um, uh, and he also commented why casinos and their restaurants can be open. Well, casinos are, you know, because that's a out of Native American owned operation that's on sovereign land. So I don't think the governor, the governor, really has any purview for that. Although I will say, I, I would think there would have been at least a recommendation for that. I mean, yeah, I don't think he can mandate it because, like I say, it is on sovereign land, but 
certainly the recommendation would be, hey, look, um, it has obviously been a definite impediment to Native American communities, the virus has, that is, and this is a recommendation that uh, y'all should follow in there. Um, But I don't know why he's not completely mentioned them at all. So I appreciate that, uh, Patrick. And then uh, Rick on Twitter also says the downside of rushing the vaccine through its approval process is that we don't have the answers to questions such as whether you can still pass COVID after getting a vaccine or how long the vaccine will be effective. Yeah, absolutely. That, that That's absolutely correct. And I know uh, some of our, some people have taken the tactic, look, I, I won't take a vaccine under any circumstances. You know, you have your classic anti-vaxxers out there. There are some who are taking the tactic. I want to see how effective this is, particularly when it's going to be administered to our frontline health workers. Obviously, that they're going to be exposed to COVID on a regular basis because they have so many COVID patients coming through the hospital. So if our frontline health workers are getting the vaccine and it's not having the intended effect or the, that it's supposed to, yeah, that that uh, that could definitely be a problem. So definitely in the experimental phase, no, no question about it. Um, like I said, I haven't researched it that thoroughly simply because, like I indicated the pl- uh, prior, prior segment, I'm way down the line as far as priority to, to get the vaccine. But, uh, yeah, that's an excellent point, Rick. We uh, appreciate all listener feedback by all methods of communication, whether it's your, your telephone calls, social media, what have you. So we appreciate it uh, so very much. I uh, do want to get to a uh, sad story, some news we learned of uh, on Friday. Uh, Jerry Ralph, first-term senator from St. Cloud, died Friday of complications of COVID-19. This is from nprnews.org, by the way. Uh, Neither his family or his Senate colleagues provided an official cause of death in confirming his passing, but Ralph had been dealing for weeks with difficulties connected to his coronavirus infection. He sought hospital care more than once, and according to people kept abreast of his condition, his condition deteriorated in recent weeks. Uh, This is a statement from his wife, Peggy Broker-Ralph. Jerry dedicated his life to service and representing Senate District 14 was one of the highest honors he had. I can't count the number of times he would come home at night and tell me about helping solve a constituent's problem or a story he heard from someone in a parade or at a public event or even just someone he met during a Day on the Hill event. He loved serving the people of St. Cloud in the Senate, and he cherished every minute of it. Ralph is the first Minnesota lawmaker whose death is linked to COVID-19. The 76-year-old Ralph, a Vietnam veteran and attorney who specialized in tax law, recently lost his bid for a second term to DFLer Eric Putnam. He was one of several Republican state senators who tested positive for the coronavirus after attending a post-election party. In mid-November, a spokesperson for the Minnesota Senate Republicans Caucus said Ralph went to the emergency room twice with COVID-19 symptoms after testing positive but was not hospitalized. Since then, Ralph's family had asked for privacy and little had been known publicly about his condition. Well, you know, a lot of people were bristled at how they were pigpiling on that post-election party that these Republican senators engaged in. And a number of them, including Majority Leader Paul Gazelka, also contracted the virus after that party. And so it was... Could you call it a super spreader event? Yeah, I guess a good number of people got it after attending that. And obviously, 
people bristled at how that was pigpiled on and demagogue. Well, I think people more went after Majority Leader Gazelka more than anything because he's been one of the frequent critics of the way Governor Walls has handled the coronavirus. And then after Gazelka himself got it, he came out and said, yeah, okay, yeah, we here in the among the Senate Republicans, um, yeah, we're, we're taking this pretty seriously. And people were just outraged. Oh, sure, now you take it seriously. Sure, after you get it, you take it seriously. And, you know, like I talked about on the show a few weeks ago, if if your goal is to get as many people mobilized in this fight against COVID-19, yeah, it's unfortunate they came to your side after having gone through this incident. But aren't you grateful now that you have some more allies in this fight? And secondly... Uh, there were a bunch of COVID-19 gatekeepers, and I had to log off social media after yesterday morning. Uh, my friend uh, friend of the broadcast, uh, Karen Housley, Minnesota State Senator out of uh, Stillwater area, posted a bunch of pictures with her and Senator Ralph and other prominent Senate colleagues at different events, including one at the Apple Orchard in Lake Elmo, where they were gathered uh, around, a bunch of them pressed together, not wearing masks. And you had a bunch of these woke scolds get on there and hop on that photo and say, how could you be so irresponsible? Look at that. There's Senator Ralph right there in the middle of all that. Nobody distancing, nobody wearing masks, and, and now he's dead. You have blood on your hands. The problem with that, that photo was posted January of 2020, before the pandemic hit. If you're going to be a COVID-19 gatekeeper, might be best to determine if the photo was pre-mid-March or post-mid-March when the pandemic began. Seems to be a key distinction, doesn't it? So after that, I had to log off social media, and I'm going to stop that diatribe right now because I'm out of time, and the FCC precludes me from what I'm really thinking. Hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. I grew up Pope, which is even worse than being poor. From poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be taught work ethic. I saw it firsthand, and it had a big impression on me. From poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life. We'll all be able to say free at last. See the movie From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain, available at SalemNow.com. Visit SalemNow.com and use promo code Minneapolis to save 20%. This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. That's 800-439-7409. 
Al Malmberg here for Academy College, located in Bloomington and serving the Twin Cities since 1936. They're focused on education being a pathway to career opportunities by providing flexible scheduling with online options for students who need to work while attending. With degrees and programs in business, accounting, IT, aviation business, professional pilot, and aircraft dispatch, Academy College's coursework is focused on practical skills and led by instructors who have direct experience and expertise. Their innovative approach to online learning will provide you with an educational experience that will translate directly into your career. Academy College makes students' accessibility a priority, and with a low student-to-instructor ratio, students have the opportunity to interact with their instructors one-on-one, both in and outside the classroom. Let Academy College be the partner you've been looking for to start your new education and career. For more information, visit academycollege.edu to get started right away. The next quarter starts January 4th. AM 1280, The Patriot is...